This is the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Barons. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm not going to talk too much at the top. I'm just going to say I appreciate you listening during the holidays. You may be traveling. You could be on a plane. You could be in a car. You could be on a train. I hope you're not on a bus. You know, holiday travel on a bus just feels like very, very... You know, I just don't like travel on a bus, if I'm just going to be honest. what And, like, I've been on greyhound and amtrak and megabus and you know megabus and amtrak it's only fun if you take it like really really late at night it's when you take it during the day you feel like a damn fool and you're just like wow i just like lost the whole fucking day like i lost a day you know especially california like you'll stop somewhere you get some gas station get a burrito and you're on the road and then you know night it's just a lot more peaceful everybody's asleep it only sucks when there's like just one asshole that doesn't have headphones and they're playing this shit loud and it's not like an airplane where you can go holler at a flight attendant and be like yo you tell them to go get some headphones because i ain't trying to hear that bullshit it's you gotta hear it anyways hope you're enjoying your holidays well hope christmas new year's all that good stuff goes well for you hope you enjoy the show also new year's eve show you know everything that's going on with with this new variant and all that um you know who knows if the show's gonna happen but i will say ticket link will be in the episode description if you are going to be in the san francisco bay area you can get tickets to see me headline two shows at stageworks theater in san francisco that said hope you enjoy your commute to your families if it's a long commute relax if it's not you know uh you know smoke something drink something hope you enjoy the show so something real fun happened last week got to kick it with one of my lost time friends and a lost time friend is what i call somebody where when you see them like, you guys live far apart, but you guys maybe talk on the phone maybe one to three times a month. You text often. You text, you know, multiple times a week. And you live far away. You only get get to see each other. And the, the time you get to see each other is maybe one day. But when you kick it, you really, really kick it. Make up for lost time, friends. And I, I'd rather say lost time than call it, like, a makeup friend just because that sounds like a little sissy. But... <laughs> But your lost time friend is is fucking great because it's like, man, if we lived in in like a in like the same city, like you know, we would go out regular, like we wouldn't go as hard, you know, every other time we kicked it, you know, we'd be like, ah, I gotta be up by this time. But since we're here, we're gonna make up for lost time and really ride this night out. And that's what happened with me and my homie Steven Zink. We kicked it because like whenever we see each other, like we really really kick it to like. It, like it's oh, like it, it's on some like your lost time homies it's like on some bunk and mcnulty shit on the wire <laughs> you know where you just like <laughs> no matter what happens the night ends with you two <laughs> in like an undisclosed location looking at a view maybe you have a few extra drinks maybe you're just fucking eating your, your burrito or your hot dog saying pause to each other and laughing about it and then just <laughs> just saying some real dark shit to each other mixed with comforting and then just like i mean real talk i mean what i always thought you should do i mean you know not to step on nothing no no tell me bro tell me man like i still love her bro fuck that bitch man like i can't believe she do me like that you know i'm just worried about my brother man like i just see him like 
you know, man, it's like, I don't know, like, she, like, my mom, she seemed lonely, man, my, and he just, all this dark shit, this cacophony of darkness was all let up by <clears throat> meeting at one spot, you know, for, like, a drink, maybe some finger food, and then just being like, all right, all right, this will be the pregame spot. All right, now, this is, like, <laughs> you have, like, five pregame spots, and then one, like, is this the real one? I don't think this is the real one. And then you look up, and then you just, like, all right, we'll have one here. All right, we'll have one here. And then you just do a bunch of bar hopping. That was our night, because, like, we never found it, because it was, I want to say it was a Wednesday in Oakland, California, and, <clears throat> you know, not too, you know, raining, not going to be too lively, but, you know, we bounced around. Had some good drinks. Uh, what was funny is we were there, like we were bouncing around and we we're just trying to be like, can we find a spot with bitches? Can we find a spot with bitches? And also, also like when me, when me and Zink kick it, another reason like we really make up for lost time is because he's one of because like we don't get to kick it on weekends because whenever he's like, you know, when we're in the same place, which is normally the winter, because like I would be up from LA, he'd be out from Philly, and then we're both like in because a lot of our turnips have been in like you know November December. And it, it'll be like the older we get, like it's been like, you know, a Wednesday, a Tuesday, and we're just cramming it all in. And it's like, which makes for, for kind of more fun because you actually get to talk and like really catch up like in person. But then it's just there's just also that thing when you're a man that's been drinking, just like, ah, bitches, ah! and you just got to you got to talk to some, you know, you got to gotta let that beast out. You know, we went around and it was funny. It's like. We both had her, we both had our, like, as two people that, that have left the Bay Area, we had our, like, we had our Barry and nightlife moment where we were both like, this shit is fucking retarded. We went to one place, yo, and let me just say, like, an issue I have with Barry and DJs, and I'm comparing, I'm going to compare to LA. I'm, I know some of my listeners is going to hate this. But what LA DJs get right is they'll play, like, the relevant shit, they'll play the relevant rap, they'll play, like, the shit... This not out of LA. They'll play like the hot shit that's out of LA and the Bay. Like LA DJs, like the ones they'll be like, I'll throw on some Oakland Vallejo shit. I don't give a fuck. We like these niggas was playing like Mac Mall and be legit. Like, like why are you fucking? Why are we doing this? You know, it's like I mean, it's like LA loves DJ Quick, but they ain't just gonna be like really be playing DJ Quick. With like forty people in the dance floor, like you know what, I'm gonna value this and actually try to get a party started. But they're playing like all these like yeah, swerving, you know, like all that, you know, all that uh mob music shit, which like you know a lot, you know, good a good amount. I won't say a lot of it, but a good amount of it is held up. You know, you just don't hear it a lot because it it didn't really catch on outside of California. But <clears throat> I don't want to hear this shit right now. I don't want to hear this shit in here. And then what happened right was it was a bunch of Asians in there. Then they start like battling each other on the dance floor. They're like really like they had that motherfucker looking like a a Nick Cannon Jessica Alba movie from two thousand three. <laughs> it's like yeah, let's see what you got, and they're all like bouncing around. And then me and Zinga just hugging the wall like with our fucking drinks, just judging, like, holding our laughter in. Like god damn it! And then at one point, Zing turns to me and says, "You know the problem is." I, I like I'm paraphrasing right now, so if I fuck up, I, I will do a retraction. But he says like I'm acting like this is the newspaper, nigga. This is a podcast. You talking yourself and your bottle of wine right now? <laughs> he says, you know the problem is, Asians are like too poignant. 
like <laughs> I think that's what he said. I can't remember. I was drinking. And he's like, like it's so literal. It's like, okay, we need to be the best at everything. Okay, we will we will make a night out a dance competition. It's like it, just two step right now. And I'm like, thank you, thank you. And then like I just in that moment I went into like comedian mode, and I just had this thought. I'm like, <clears throat> you know, like there were some good parts of segregation. <laughs> saying Asians shouldn't come to the club, okay? That's not the joke I was getting at. What I was getting at was, I know it sounded like that, right? No, what it is is, look, I think it's beautiful when we can all enjoy the same music. I think it gets really difficult when we cannot enjoy it the same way. All right, let me take it to white people, because that'll have everybody on my side. I've been in plenty of places that are playing black music. And it'll be a white person, man, woman, doesn't matter. They don't respect elbow space. Like they're da- they're just like kind of like they're dancing like they're a fucking kid in Target like, "Ah, I'm playing with a toy. I'm playing with a toy." Like, "Oh, excuse me." And then and then they kind of look at you like they look at you like, you know, this is a water park. You're going to get wet, okay? It's like, no, you cannot apply, like, fucking water park rules when you fucking got the the gun and you're spraying everybody. You got the water gun and you're spraying everybody in the park. Like, oh, you got me wet. Hey, you're at a water park. Grow the fuck up. You know, you can't apply that <clears throat> to being at the dance floor and you keep spilling somebody's drink and you keep bumping into somebody. And that's the problem with, like, offbeat motherfuckers. They don't have, like, a sense of space. Well, one, that's the problem, like, you're offbeat, you can't dance, and then that's also the problem when you have a sense of entitlement. So that's, like, <clears throat> that's why I think, like, this is, I'm like, you know, like, that probably was a nice part of segregation. Like, I'm, I'm trying to imagine, like, the first brother that was, like, really, I'm not the first, but, like, the first group of black dudes who was, like, out, like, man, I remember when this shit was segregated, and then, like, the clubs start to get integrated, and, you know, people really start being able to act on their jungle fever, you know, openly, and just like, these white motherfuckers keep bumping into us, and I'm just wondering how many fights and and honkies and niggas ensued because of all that. I know how many ensued in in my mind because of it, and probably theirs as well. But yeah, it was just like, we were just having this moment, we're like, this is why the fuck we left, because this is some... This is some Bay Area shit. Niggas is doing a dance contest to fucking Mac Mall and Be Legit and fucking... <laughs> and Too Short rapping about crack. Like, nigga, what the fuck is this bullshit? Well, eventually we leave there and then we're like, you know, let's go get some Chinese food. You know, but it was like... And the thing I really appreciate about seeing Zinc is... I feel like this is going to sound really pretentious and you need to take this with a grain of salt because this is coming from a man that loves him some Anthony Bourdain. I have my like, you know, culinary food beverage guys on YouTube that I really fuck with. So take it with a grain of salt. But I do think having a good drinking partner is a work of fucking art. Like not even and not like it's something you can perfect. But it's like you gotta fit in that pocket the right way. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I put this? So, boys, that like in the in the Bay Area, because I mean, I'm just gonna look at all my kind of like 
drinking partners I have across the country. And the Bay Area, it's like, I just know, like, like Jason is, like, probably, like, the best homie that I like to drink with because he's just like, yeah, let's try this out. Let's try this out. Oh, word? You, you want me to go roll with you to that bitch? I don't roll with you. He, he's like, you know, <laughs> he's down. He's... He's down. Like, oh, you ain't fucking with it? All right, cool. I ain't fucking with it. Like, it's, I know I'm making him sound like a yes man. I'm just, but he's, he's not a yes man. He's just, he's just a, a real good friend that, you know, rolls with me. <laughs> I'm imagining my ex-girlfriend, the copy machine, being like, see, Lyle, all your friends just kiss your ass. Mm. <laughs> no, no, but it's like he, but it's like for the most part, though, in the Bay Area, though, it's just like everybody I know that I could go out to drink with, it's like, all right. This nigga's fucking too, like, aggressive with the bitches. He can't just be like, hey, what's up? Hi, how you doing? He got to, like, approach them like he trying to, like, steal some dope off them. Then you fucking, then you got this nigga over here. Well, I, when I say this nigga, I really mean, like, eight. It, it's like, this nigga's just going to be, like, talking about weird shit the entire night and just kind of can't chill. And I'm just going to be, like, hearing, like, philosophies and shit. And it's like, all right, man, let's let's bring it down a little bit. Then you got this motherfucker over here that really never gets out, and it's just like, oh yeah, Lyle, you're in town. Lyle, you're around. Yeah, okay. Anyways, my and then you got this motherfucker over here that just over apologizes, and they're just like, I'm very, I'm, I want to be mind my p's and q's socially, and it's just like, ugh. <clears throat> so when I'm around somebody that just kind of, because that's a special thing, and for me, it's really important. That when we go out, we're on the same page. You know, I don't want to bring everything to some tough guy shit or some street shit. But you never know what can pop off. Like, I've gone out with guys, and when shit popped off, niggas was not on the same page. And then we got to get in the fight. Well, you know, like, you know it's been a fight because I'm like, nigga, why aren't you ready to fight? And they're like, well, why would we fight? Like, because they said some disrespectful shit to us as, to me and you as a man. They're like, so... We know we're not Nickers, Lyle. Like, that ain't the point, nigga. We supposed to fight. <laughs> you can't have that fucking logic out here. Or if you gonna be like with a nigga like me, so a man like me, a man like me. Let me rephrase that. So <clears throat> it's just important, like, like you on the same page, and like, so what you want to do? What you want to do? Like, how you feel? Shit, I'm gonna follow you on this. You know what I'm saying? I remember I was a Will one time, and his girl, now his wife, she was doing like a burlesque thing. But it, it was like it wasn't like barrier burlesque, where it was like a bunch of fat bitches with pasties and, and they titties and they guts falling out. <laughs> you know, it was like it was like all the women look like <laughs> all the women look like they could be like a uh, background in a pussycat dolls video. You know to date myself for the time that this occurred in. So we're there. The show's nice. They're like, you know, it's cool. It's, you know, it's in the valley. We're having a good time. End of the night, we have some drinks. I, you know, I'm young, 20-year-old Lyle, get some attention from the these women and that w- would only be showing attention to him as they're performing. And still feeling good. We're outside. You know, we're like nearing the door and still have some drinks in our hand. These big buff... Like, huge, huge fucking ripped, roided out Armenian niggas that's working security come up. And they're like, yo, you got to get out of here. And they're trying to drag us. And I'm like, well, whatever Will does, I do. And <coughs> Will's like, all right, come. And, you know, Will has some drinks in him. But Will's like, all right, sir, chill, chill. We are, we will get, it. like, first off, get your hands off me. 
And Will's a wiry nigga. I'm super skinny at the time this is occurring. I'm and I'm just like, all right, what, what are we gonna do? And then he's like, all right, you ain't gonna do that. And then it kind of gets into like a little bit of a. It, it turns into it's not a fight, but it's an altercation. There's a little pushing back and forth, and then I'm I got Will's back, and I'm like, yo, y'all need to back the fuck, blah blah blah. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna try to. T- I, there's no stripes for that. My point though is we was on the same page. And I'm like, that's why I'm not super into going out because like the, the main way I think a lot of men kind of have fallen out socially, you know, is they're not on the, like, they don't all go out the same. Like there's a difference between man code and guy code and not everybody has the same man code. Not everybody has the same guy code. And I think. A lot of the shit is not everybody has like for example for example, here's a guy code thing, right? And these are like two different thoughts of guy code that we both have heard before. There's one guy code that's like, oh no, no, he already he already got it her first, you know? Like, so I mean, you know, but I mean that's the homie though. So it's like, you know, I don't I don't fuck with my homies girls. Hey man, unless it's his girlfriend. Hey man, unless it's his wife. I right, look, man, bitches choosing at the end of the day. You got some good niggas that's like bitches is choosing at the end of the day. And you got some guys that's like, nah, man, I ain't I ain't about the sloppy seconds. I ain't trying to be where my homies been or where my homies even tried to go. Cause it's like I ain't, you know, I ain't gonna do all that. <clears throat> Those are two different and it, no, not one is right, not one is wrong. It's like, yes, girls are choosing at the end of the day. And then it's like, well, if you think like it would hurt your friend what's the point being friends with that nigga what's the point having friends you know what i'm saying so <clears throat> so anyways it was nice to be out with a guy we're on the, on the same page as that and had a show and i was just reminded like god this place fucking sucks i, I was doing the show and on saturday and the early show like the audience was kind of being assholes so i was it kind of turned into me chastising them, like, okay, here's like you guys decide to come out here for you got you know what the fuck I do if you see me live, or you could pro- maybe imagine. I'm not gonna explain it, but I was doing my like, why the fuck are you here? You know, I mean, because there's this thing with cr- crowds where like, and it's happened kind of more since the pandemic, but it, it's happened like enough before the pandemic where. It's these crowds that'll just be so like on their high horse. We're like, mm, that was okay. Yeah, yeah. What else? Like they're very kind of like, what else you got? And it, I don't know how to explain this. It's like you're performing for people that are aware that there are people on the lineup that have day jobs and under thirty thousand followers on social media and no blue check on their profile. And they are reveling in the fact that these are the people that are trying to get their approval. And I don't fuck with that shit. I don't fuck. It's like, no, like you, I can accept not everybody. It's not easy to get a laugh out of everybody, but I can't accept this. Like, like, Hey, how you doing? Feeling good. Clap it up for you. I don't like that. So anyways, that type of crowd. And, you know, I mean, of course, I won the most. You know, that's not the fucking point. Late show, I'm working on a new act that I'm, like, getting ready for, like, my next album. 
<clears throat> and it's it's really really coming along, and like it's it's really sounding good because I'm really into it and I like what I'm saying, and I am uh, letting a lot of that real shit out. So actually, kind of might be one of my favorite. I'm not gonna gas it up. Anyways, I'm really into what I'm saying, and it was one of those sets. It was these two women in the front, and there are those sets where it's like it borders on heckling, but it also sounds like a woman. Is just really, really fucking with you, and I'm doing, I'm doing my thing, and it, it turned into one of those sets, and I've had these sets, other comics had those sets, where it's just like, you know what, I'm just in and just like watching my nigga go out there and just like ball, you know what I'm saying? And like I was like, like I was, cause I made some good business decisions. Like she's an attractive older woman, she's attractive, and then I was like, okay, here's the thing, um. We can fuck later, but not if you keep talking. And then the comments like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so stop doing that. And then she pours me, she pours me a glass of, of wine, and then I'm like, I take a step and like, it's fine. And then I put it down, and you know. <clears throat> Anyways, good set all around. Blah blah. Applause breaks. It was great. After the show, her and her friend come up because I was like, how'd you? And friends attractive as well. And I'm like, how you two meet? And you know, like on stage, they wouldn't say how they met, and then they're like, "Okay, we actually met like at a sex club because we we swapped." Like she brought her, bo- she's single now, but she brought her boyfriend at the time, and the lady said that she's actually like uh, Russian, but she's like she brought her, she brought to. I'm not gonna do a fucking, I'm not doing the accent. I'm not on stage, but she's like she brought her boyfriend, and then. I fucked her boyfriend at the time, and she fucked my husband, and then we just ended up becoming friends. And I was like, I knew something was there. And then I'm talking to them, and then the the host, some I have no problem shitting on the comic that I don't know the name of, and I know will not listen to this. But he was like, his beard was all fucked up. It didn't. I could tell he tried to cut it, and then just gave up, and it just, oh god, I didn't fuck. <coughs> so I'm standing there, and then he just like. He's just like, hey, just all smiling as I'm talking to them too. And I did not like that shit. And that is an example of not everybody has the same guy. That's why I don't kick it with comics, by the way, because it is too many cop blocking comics that don't just be like, no, no, I'm gonna fall back. Yo, you handle that. Remember what I said last show on the uh, uh She Belongs to the Streets episode when I said them two Corday and Luigi was talking to them two bitches, and I was just like, all right, they doing their thing. I'm just gonna leave my drink here. Because I don't them niggas ain't going to do no weird shit to my drink. Go outside, hit this weed, come back inside, get my drink. And it was just, I only just stopped and talked because the girl wanted my attention and wanted to tell me how fucking hilarious she thought I was. If it weren't for that, I don't want to talk to them bitches. <laughs> and that's what I mean. We don't all have the same guy code and the same man code. And that's how niggas be getting shot at clubs. That's how bar fights be fucking happening. That's how like this bullshit ensues. Between men is that we don't all work from the same fucking playbook. And, you know, I don't know what to tell you, but I mean, like, like there's no real solutions. Just like, you know, niggas just got to fight, I guess. <laughs> you know, like when it comes to pussy, you can't talk it out. You know, you got to, you know, you got to or you I mean, really, you should walk away. But you're like, all right, man, fuck that nigga. But but my point being though is like so many comics just like have no no problem because I cannot tell you how many times I don't know it's probably been like four 
But like, how many times have you been talking to an attractive woman and a comic just comes up and just like, oh, I'm going to insert myself in this conversation. And it's like, you fucking people. But it's like, and this is also like a thing that women, like these women, and I'm not acting like, oh, I would have fucked her if it weren't for him walking up. Because it's like, I don't, I wasn't going to fuck them. Even though they was really about that life. They wasn't about that life. They was about the lifestyle. <laughs> but <clears throat> my point being, I was like, also, is like one, like, comics would just be so thirsty like that. But it's also that, like, it's not like we just be getting attention from women at shows like that. Like, we, you know, it's not like that regular. And I'm not like, well, speak for yourself, Lyle. Look, I see you niggas after the show. Y'all be going to diners and shit. I see y'all Instagram stories, nigga. We, it ain't like that. <clears throat> and I say that because, like, right. Well, these women were doing what, like, what a lot of women do. Like, I was actually having this conversation with Gary Anderson one time because Gary Anderson was telling me about, like, he was like, yeah, I was like making out with this chick for hours after I did a show at the Houston Improv, and I was like, so what's up? And she was just like. Well, you know, to be honest, you were just kind of like on my list. I always wanted like, you know, a black guy and a funny guy. And you were too. And what it is, is a lot of women just kind of have lists. They're just like, I just want to know I can get the funny guy. Oh, I've never gotten like a live entertainer. I've never got, you know, and musicians are like a little bit kind of more like you go to a live, even if, you know, they, they're like as famous as I am, you know, where it's like you ju- you're just a public, you're just a public figure. <laughs> but you know like you're not you know there's kind of more a barrier if you you're a musician you know but if you're a comic you you just at the fucking bar and you're a lot more accessible you actually talk to the motherfucker on stage there's no music drowning you out even if you yelling some shit and, when, and i'll see women they will just kind of take advantage of the fact They'll be like, oh, I want some attention. Let me go to this comedy show. Let me be around these funny guys. And let me just see. Like, I know for a fact, I'm sure the copy machine has already done that by now. I'm sure the copy machine has gone to some comedy show, some comedy club. And then just like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend needs to do comedy. Uh, he was a loser. Uh, yeah, yeah. So what's your name? What's your name? Yeah, get yeah, get my phone number. Get my Instagram. Like, I know for a fact that that little dirty bitch has done that. But my, that's not the point. The point, I know, it kind of is the point. <laughs> is it, it's like, women will embrace that. But the problem is, it's like not enough hoes really be a comedy show. So then when women just are, when it's visible that there are two single women that are available, or at the very least just showing some interest, all the comics swap down, like, not all the comics, but it'll be a few comics that'll just be like, you are a dirty fucking seagull. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't partake in that shit. But that's that's why I can, that's why I, like I don't have a lot of com- comedian friends. Because I don't operate by guy codes. I operate by man codes. Let me break down the difference. Guy codes is well, I want to fuck this bitch, and if I just keep talking to her, it can work out. Guy codes is. Well, they decide who gets the pussy, so um, fuck this nigga and what he's trying to do. <laughs> let me try. Fuck their conversation. Guy code. And even, uh, you know, and let me even take it outside of sex for a second with guy code shit. Guy code is, is shit that's based in like, man, you acting like a bitch right now. Man, fuck it. 
what's the big deal? Like, guy code is very from like a kind of like a, a sort of frat sensibility where guy code is a lot like girl code. And the whole thing with girl, like girl code, there's no fucking accountability. If you a man, you have had a, you have planned a date, and you gotten dressed, and then you out the house, and then you're at the fucking spot, and the girl's like, "Oh, um, well, my friend had an emergency, so I need to be with my friend." Uh, are you administering the rape kit, like? <laughs> That's fucked up. I've never said that, but goddamn, like, it's... Um, you know what? If what is, if that if this happens to one of you niggas, like, I I will Venmo you fifteen dollars if you text that or you film yourself. I don't know. That's just I, I'm a chaos agent. Um. But we all had a girl just be like, I'm, I'm, my friend had a thing. And then it's like, and it's like, it's no accountability. Both guy code and girl code, there's no accountability. Man code is, it's not complex. It is black and white, but there's nuance to the black and white. There's shades of the white, there's shades of the black. And what I'm saying with that is like, man code is like, you know what? I don't know the last time this nigga had some pussy. So let me let me just let him do his thing. Man code is I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, that nigga a little sensitive, but it's like, you know, that's just how he is. And it's just like if you know, either like you gonna fuck with that sensitive ass nigga, like you gonna or you just gonna back up because you know the nigga sensitive and you just gonna have to like it just is what it is. And you, and if you are going to, like, rock with this sensitive-ass man, you need to understand that if you if you knowingly violate this nigga that you know is on the sensitive side and he does some shit or he reacts a certain kind of way, that's on you, bro, because you had that information, my nigga. That's what I'm saying. Like, man code is more... <clears throat> man code is understanding a situation... And the repercussions of it. That's man code. That's woman code. Guy code. Girl code. Is well. As long as. It's okay. And fuck everybody else. I'm going to do what I want. That's the difference. You know. But anyways. Yeah. yeah just, that just took me back to. Me and Zane just being like. God like. Bay's just fucking trash. Like, fuck this shit. But you know, like, also, like, is like with with Manco is like, you know why Manco is worthless now, and like why, like, it's so few motherfuckers I want to drink. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't get finished talking about like all the people I feel that I have to drink with. What's funny is when I was living in New York, is and which I will be again, spike that fucking rat copycat bitch is. If you don't know the context, go back to the post-breakup self-care episode. Is when I got to New York, I had two homies I really knew and I felt comfortable like just really drinking with. One was in fucking AA for narcotics and, and alcohol. 
but main, mainly narcotics. Another homie was just turned 40 and trying to get his life right. And he he was doing some, you know, half a, I mean, nobody's like really quits boo. I, I mean, some people do, but you know, he, he was like, you know, I'm half a paleo. I'm, I ride my bike through Central Park. I fucking, I do jujitsu and kickboxing and I, I want to like lose a bunch of weight because I want to keep fucking women, you know, that are like 11 years younger than me. He's 40. It's okay. <laughs> and like he was like like that's the shit he was on so i'm like oh god i can't and it was funny he's like right when i told him that me and the copy machine broke up and this is like i had a show in manhattan and i was just like all right what we just broke up i'm gonna get a hotel for three nights and then fuck it i'm gonna just stay in manhattan and then boom i can just you know quicker to get to, get to the show and then i seen him at the show and then i i had like yo your post breakup sets will be fire They'll either be really bad or really good. And I, mine was luckily on the very good side. And he's like, yo, let me yo, let me get you a drink. I'm like, you gonna have one with me? He's like, and then he's like, nah. And I saw like the gloves on him. I'm like, you rode your bike here, you fucking. <laughs> I can't say what I said. We're friends, so it's okay. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I rode my bike here. I know, I know, you're right. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know, we from the 90s. He rode his bike there, right? And I'm like, damn, I can't keep with you. I can't. And then my homie Diego from Chicago moved out, and then like he, me and him, we had like a real, uh, a real uh, good drunken time. Um, but anyways, is <clears throat> so that was like the New York homies for the past year. Then in LA, I got like I'm not gonna say all the niggas' names, but I'm like, all right, well, nigga, you got a kid, so you've been out the game, nigga. You got a kid on the way, you drink differently, nigga. You became an angry drinker, and that's what that's like. I notice why, like, when motherfuckers become fathers, like, I think dads be lying when they say why they stop drinking, because I know a lot of dads would be like, you know, I stopped drinking just because I realized, like, you know, I gotta chase the kid around, and you know, I, like, I can't be hungover. Like, if it wasn't for having a kid, I'd still be drinking, and it's like. No, some motherfuckers, like, will become, like, angry drinkers as they get older. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, if you get drunk, or not even drunk, sometimes if you just get tipsy, it can push this shit that's bothering you to the forefront. Kind of like what I was saying earlier, when you when you hang out with the lost time, homie, and it's the end of the night, and you just like, this bitch, man, this, this, this bitch, man, you know, I just... I don't know, like, I, I I wonder if I'm a Megan, I didn't just waste the last, like, hey, whatever the fuck you be talking about, all comes to the forefront, right? And uh, it, I think the real reason dad stopped drinking is, like, you know, like, one day they just throw a vase across the room, like, they alarm their wife, they frighten their daughters, and then the son feels like he can just throw stuff at the wall when he's angry, and the son laughs when he when he breaks stuff and people are frightened. He's like, ha ah, ha, just like daddy. And the dad's like, all right, I gotta stop drinking. <laughs> Is it wrong? That's like so fucking funny and just feels accurate. Like, I don't know any. Anyway, I don't know that to be true, but it feels true. Yeah, so you know, I I I have like just less people I feel like I can I can drink with, you know. No, that it just has me just like, man, like what's what's like the right city to live in? 
Like, I look at New York right now, and it's like, you know, it's fucking COVID everywhere. Niggas is canceling shows. It's lockdown. It's winter. And this is, this is like, really only, like, our second year of COVID. Like, it's not... it's and At this point, it's not about, like, whether you believe in it or not, you know? I got homies that aren't vaccinated. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm vaccinated. I am, I am pro-vaccine, and I hit the weed with the unvaccinated homies. Do I think they should get vaccinated? Yes. But do I judge them for not getting vaccinated? No. Only thing I judge at this point is just dumb reasons for not getting vaccinated. Like, I support, like, getting vaccinated for reasons like, uh, well, I don't know. Like, like I, I support a reason, like, I mean, obviously, like, you, you can't because of whatever health problems. But that's not none of the people that are like, I'm not getting that shit. No, I support it for shit like, you don't fucking want to. It's your body. <laughs> I support it for shit like, you know, uh, we don't know the side effects of it down the road. Like, okay, that's that's a good enough. Like, I don't know what's in it. I don't fuck with that. Well, you don't know what's in a lot of things. Like, right, well, did you try looking what's in it? Then fuck you. Fuck you. You're going to try to look up what's in it. Like, if it's, I don't know what's going to happen later, and I would just rather not get this free thing that they just gave out to everybody. I accept that more than I don't know what's in it when you can go fucking find out what's in it. Like, that's what I'm just saying. It's like, just, you know. But anyways, yeah, yeah. COVID, like, it's just, you know. I I, I don't want to go into a COVID rant. But but I'm what I'm saying is... <sighs> we Hard to say what life is just going to be like. Like, is it going to just be like every winter we just kind of like... It's kind of like the purge, and we just, you know, but without, like, it being acceptable to murder people. But is it going to be like that, where it's like, all right, we just shut a bunch of shit down, and it's just kind of what it is, and less people go out anyways, you know? Is, is that what it's to be? Is it to be, you know, <clears throat> it's hard to say. Like, I know a lot of people... In California, in big cities, that you know they did like the remote working. They they did the glamping, or they got like an RV, and they're like, you know what, fuck this. Like, let me, you know, let me like buy a home, or let me just get like rent a place where like I know I'm gonna get some land, and I can really just walk around. And I really, cause like we don't know what the situation is gonna be with like being around a bunch of people, going to a strip, going to a downtown. So fuck it, like, let me have a pool, let me have a backyard and a front yard, let me have a deck. You know, I mean, this is, you know, I don't know, one of these days I'm going to do a whole episode about location, location. Um, But yeah. Another lockdown might be on, excuse me, another lockdown might be on the way. It's looking like... I know, like, and I only know what's going on in Canada because of, like, you know, my comedian friends. Because Drake never tells me shit. So I know, you know, what's going on uh, because of, you know, Dino Archie and the people that... Really just Dino Archie and the people that Dino uh, fucking shares. And, you know, maybe the homie, uh, uh, the homie Brian. But, you know... But, you know, Canada, they're super... Canada, 
had a, they had a difficult time getting the vaccine too, from what I recall. Like, I remember like we was all getting vaccinated, and then Canada was like, "Nah, nah we still ain't get that shit yet. We got a few, and then people just got real sick." And I'm like, "Oh, don't tell anybody here that." <laughs> But no, lockdown is just, you know, because, like, I am, look, I am not anti-vax. I am not anti-mask. But I am another anti-lockdowner. Not an anti-masker, not an anti-vaxxer, but I am an anti-lockdowner. I don't, I don't want another fucking, you know, it's for, like, like a, a multitude of reasons. One... And, and let me just say, all you work from home motherfuckers, all you, you know, I'm, I can just sit and be on Zoom and, you know, give or and just be in meetings all day because I've, I've seen that play out, you know, like the copy machine. She just be on Zoom, like I'm just like, oh, that, so you just kind of basically in meetings all day. And she's like, yeah, and then when I'm not in meetings, like I have like, you know, maybe 45 minutes I can work on the thing I actually need to work on. And then, yes, I'm just in meetings about meetings. I'm like, OK. I cannot have a sense of how tech works, <laughs> and, or at least a tech company. And that's fine if that's where you're at. But like, if you're if you're a fucking artist, if you're if you're the shit that makes a big city worth being in, this is fucking terrible. The idea of a and like, what's the shit that makes a big city worth? Because like, let's be and I, I'm not, I'm not trying to go on an anti tech rat rant or anti yuppie rant, but let's be honest. If it was not for musicians, comedians, restaurateurs, line cooks, servers, waiters, bartenders, mixologists, you wouldn't be paying all that fucking crazy buccal rent. To be in a, you know, you would just be like, man, fuck it. I live in the, I live in the boonies. I live in the burbs. I live in the country, and then just fuck. You wouldn't be fucking doing that because we make big city, and I'm not, and not in that order either. <laughs> I think it all starts with the food and the beverage, and then goes to like you know the entertainment, the local entertainment. But what I'm saying is like that's the shit that makes the city hum, and you know I don't. I, I re- I'll be honest, I really, I've, I felt like a little appreciated during the pandemic because some people did tip very generously during these Zoom shows and all that. You know what, I, 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 I felt appreciated. But what I'm saying is I don't think people really appreciate, and people never do because nothing stays with them. Like, we had the great race, racial awakening of 2020, like, listen to black people. We saw how fucking long that shit lasts. I saw how long that shit lasts with my fucking ex-Jewish girlfriend. Like She's like, you know, and I'm starting a group. And then she was just like, ah, fuck you, nigga. I want to suck dick in New York. <laughs> I want a nigga doing pull-ups on the subway while I suck his dick. And it's like, god damn, copy machine. And she was like, ah, fuck you. Like, you're a fucking loser. You know? Was, and she went about it in a very white woman way. So all I'm saying, what I'm saying, my point being... <laughs> Every time Lyle Barron says my point being, I just got done saying some petty shit, like to make a point that that I could have made it in many other ways, but you know, it's rent free in your mind, nigga. I don't know what was I talking about. My point being, I like another lockdown. I just don't think it's realistic, even for the people that are some of the people I know that are fortunate enough to. By the way, like people that work in tech, 
you know what? I'm going to save this for another day. I'm going to save this for another day. But I'm going to say people that work in tech, if they give their opinions at this point in the game, at this point in the game about how people should conduct themselves, or I mean about how society should be ran, I'm going to need them to eat a fucking dick. I'm going to need them to suck a dick and die tonight, you know? Dead homies. Unless you a doctor or a nurse, shut the fuck up, nigga. Unless you a scientist, hell, that shut the fuck up. So, <coughs> lockdown, can't do it. I'm saying like a lot of people I got love for kind of deteriorate as people. And it is very, <coughs> very, very rough to see. Like, I got some homies that I see, like, like, with me, they'll be cool. Well, you know, but, like, I'll see them just kind of trying, like, man, you were, like, kind of trying to, like, agitate people. And you're trying to, like, start these weird fights. And it's, like, and I think it's, like, a cop-out for, like, insecurities of being, like, socially um, inadequate after all this time has passed. And blah, 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 blah. But it's all fucked. I just, I just don't, I just don't think another lockdown is the right move, you know. And the, but then it's like, what? Because you see like the NBA and you see all these people, all these players that are getting it and all this stuff. And then you got, <laughs> yo, I saw a tweet. It cracked me up. It, it was like it said, um, was Kyrie Irving back in the league? Hoteps are going to be insufferable. <laughs> Uh, his name is like Dom Damo or something. The guy tweet I follow him. He like tweets about sports and entertainment. But that shit really made me laugh. Um, that's true. Oh yeah, and then he got like it was so funny too because the whole touch was like, yeah, Kyrie, you did it your way. Don't let the and then all that and then it's funny because it's like nigga, like Republican niggas like Ted Cruz and all that are like, I stand with Kyrie Irving and they're like. Just like Kyrie, Andrew Wiggins, and then like a bunch of like, you know, motherfuckers that play garbage time in games. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, I stand with them. It was like, uh. Anyways, and it's funny. And then Kyrie's like, oh yeah, Kyrie can't play because he, he, has, he has COVID. They say health and self- safety protocols, but that just means you have a positive COVID test, you know? But you see that type of shit, and like you know, you hope the league, you hope the NBA Christmas games happen, and it doesn't look like you know when coaches do like uh, rest. Remember that there was that time, and like I want to say it was, I want to say it was twenty six, twenty seventeen. Wasn't twenty sixteen? It was twenty seventeen when a bunch of coaches like caught on to that rest, rest, rest. Because Coach Pop was the first person that would like just give the star players rest. He would like rest, you know, Parker, Duncan, Ginobili. And then other coaches like, hey, and then Kerr started doing it. And then there, I remember there's one primetime game that was on ABC. And I remember because I could have done a spot that night, but I was like, no, I want to see, like, you know, Steph, Katie, Warriors. I want to see Kawhi Leonard and them. Like, I really, I want to see this game. And they rested all of them. I'm like, fuck it, I should have done a spot. And then, like, I ran to, to the club and I was like, hey, can I get on a late show? And luckily they uh, they accommodated me. But yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, God, I hope, I hope the Christmas game doesn't turn into that. Um, 
Because I just see what it's done to people. It's just really, really fucking ruined people. And it's like, like I, I, I don't want to get all up into my personal problems. But I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna be honest. My life hasn't been the same since the lockdowns and COVID. And like, granted, there was some like, there was some personal life L's at the hand of the copy machine and just some other shit that out of my hands. But what I'm saying is like, I really don't. I don't think. Society can like stand this again, and it's also just like everybody that's like kind of vaxxed up is gonna be fine. And then if you're not vaccinated, and you're in the risk category, and enough people have antibody, you know. Like before, I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna pretend to be a scientist, and now I'm like, I'm gonna go by what I see. Like you know what, <laughs> that's the thing. Like even if I'm being like ignorant as fuck right now, which I possibly could be. I feel comfortable because I at least let a year go by until I started feeling comfortable saying like, well, this is what it is. And I, you know, I appreciate Fauci at this point because he's just like, I mean, yeah, nigga, maybe an extra dose could fuck you up. You know, maybe not. Like, I don't know if we need the boosters or not. I'm just saying like, I'm just, you know, shit, I don't know. Like, I, I kinda, like a lot of people are like anti-Fauci, but I'm like, I kind of, I appreciate the fact that he, because people be like, Fauci contradicted himself. Fauci said he doesn't know. I'm like, that yeah, that's the point. He's not supposed to know. He doesn't know everything. Like I, I fuck with that. I'm I don't want somebody that's just gonna be like, this is the way it is. Cause like that's not that's not how life is. And we like we the American public, we just don't accept that anymore. I don't think the world accepts that anymore. But you know, you know what something I understand this year? <coughs> I get I I understand uh I understand senior citizen suicide. Like, I understand older age suicide now. Like, I used to think, like... Like, when I see a motherfucker kill themselves, you know, in their... In their early 20s, you know, their teens... Like, I would get it. I'd be like, yeah, man, like, not to say, like, like I would do it, but just, like, man, you, like, really had, like, shit, a, must, a lot of shit must have just piled up for you in a short amount of time to the point where you just, like, don't even want to make the chance of healing. Like, I get it. I'm not saying that that stance has changed, but <clears throat> I never really got when motherfuckers would kill themselves at, like, 52, 48, 60-some years old. And I, I I I I get it now. I really, really get it now. What I get is I get this I did everything I could sort of thing. And I'm not saying I'm feeling that, but I'm saying I'm a very empathetic person. And I, I really do put myself in somebody's shoes. I put people on the couch and I like you know, and the pandemic has really helped me understand that. And, like, really just going through shit that's, like, out of your hands. Because I've never been one of these, like, hey, man, this is America. Get over it, you fucking pussy. I've never been one of these types of people. You know, but, and I have always been someone who's prided myself on, like, you know, no matter how, t- no, no matter how difficult times get, you know, still try to do what you can do. I've always been that. Always, always move forward. But I've been like, ooh, that's a, ooh, 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 ooh. 
And the older you get, you understand the concept of living off of L. But like I said, like like these lockdowns have just helped me understand that more. And this is how the lockdowns have helped me understand this more. <clears throat> Let's say you um I'm not I'm not even gonna give a bullshit analogy. The way it helped me understand it was seeing these people, and especially like just within barrier comedy, seeing like the difference of people that had Significant others, family with some money, that could keep earning money working off their MacBook. Zoom. And then seeing these people like myself that made a living from producing live shows, from performing. And somebody like me where my income is only going to be as good as the economy. And having friends, like I got a friend that is, uh, he practices wrongful termination law. Like if people fuck up, like if if somebody gets fired from a job, (coughs) company, and the severance package is fucked up or they're fired under... I'm I'm miss. I don't know. It's late and I've been drinking, but <coughs> he, you know, he, he reaches settlements with, with uh, you know, uh, employer, uh, wrongful termination. That's that, that's what I meant to say. He practices that, and he was t- saying to me, he's like, yeah, like I'm not having the best year because my job is kind of based on how good the economy is, and I see that, and then you see these people. It's like, damn, you got. You got you a significant other. You got you fucking. You able to still keep earning. And you just kind of like, damn. And then you look at that and then you see certain people's blessing. And, you know, it's just like shit can fuck you up. And I'm not saying like, you know, keep sitting down crying. I did not fuck with that one viral post that was going on. Like, if 2020 didn't bring out the hustle in you, nothing will. And look, 2020 did bring out some hustle in me, but also brought out a lot of other bad things in me. So, like, I don't... I don't it's just a lot of shit that... I don't know. I, I hate meme culture. Niggas are dumb. Um, but I get this. I did everything I could sort of thing. You know, like, I looked at, I looked at this one director, Tony Scott. Tony Scott killed himself. And Tony Scott, he directed he directed Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop 2, The Last Boy Scout, True Romance, Crimson Tide, Enemy of the State, Man on Fire, Deja Vu. You know, and he killed himself at 68 years old. He jumped off a, a bridge in Los Angeles. And and he's and Tony Scott, he's he's brothers with uh, Ridley Scott. Another fine director. And I remember just thinking, like, at the time, like, man, why don't you do that? Like, you have everything one. You're like, man, you make movies with Denzel and Eddie Murphy and Tom Cruise and Will Smith and Gene Hackman, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm like, that man probably did everything he could. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to break down another man's death. All I'm saying is, like, 
this pandemic has just got me just and like the lockdown has got me like i'm not suicidal all right by the way yo, yo but i maybe you talked about this too long because you like <laughs> well i found out his bitch is like a whore <laughs> i'm not suicidal niggas all right like this, this, but i'm just saying I get, I get this thing of feeling defeated when you feel like I did everything I could and the chips still didn't fall for you, you know? I mean, and, and you know, the honest truth, though, is like I feel like in life, everything ends the same if you don't fuck up too bad, if you don't have too bad a luck. Or you don't have amazing luck. It kind of all ends the same. And when I say. When I say. Uh, actually you know what. Hold on let me take a quick break. Okay we're back. So like I was saying. Everything ends the same. If you don't fuck up too bad, have too bad a luck, or you have amazing luck, it all ends the same. And unpack that. Fucked up too bad meaning, you know, you had years of substance abuse. And like it shows on your face. You know, I was talking to one comic, and he's he used to be um, an alcoholic, and he's NAA, and he has like his brothers, and he's a he's still a sponsor and all that, and uh i was asking him because he was well I, he was saying to me he's like you know a lot of comics will come to me and they'll be like hey do you think i drink too much do you think i drink too much and i was like who do you think drinks too much and then he said i'm not gonna say who he said but he was like well this one person because they have some amazing career opportunities and they should be way bigger than they are and they're doing well but they should be way bigger than they are but they drink too fucking much and he said and this other one, one guy and he said, you know, black doesn't crack, but it folds. And his face is fucking folding. <laughs> I was like, damn, okay. I'm glad I didn't make that list. As he takes another sip of a Chateau Mango right bank Bordeaux. That is a blend of Merlot and Cab Franc, as is a lot of the right bank wines. But anyways... Fucked up is like years of substance abuse and like it catches up with you. And like, you know, I heard that people, even if they stop drinking, like just years of drinking alcohol and like really being drunk, you can kind of develop a sort of psychosis just through you, you've been out of yourself so fucking often. Um, you know, and then you just wear it like you wear it on your face, you know, you, you get a little red, you know, you, you drugs do a certain thing that, to the way you look. Um, just years of not taking care of yourself. Maybe it's not even substance. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But if you don't work on your baggage and you're just very comfortable being an angry person, you're very comfortable being confrontational, you're real comfortable just having fallen outs and not being cool with people, all that shit can catch up to you if you don't do like the work that it takes to be a better person, you know, like, like, you know, we see these like little memes and tweets and like, and like, again, like I hate meme culture <coughs> because there's real shit about it. 
and there's bullshit about it. But one thing with meme culture, like I, <clears throat> you'll see some shit that just hits. And like I saw, like it was a meme or a tweet, and it was like the worst thing is being um is trying to date somebody that's been single for a long time because they ain't taking nobody's shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I say that to where if you don't work on yourself, it's like ooh, just it really shows you don't know how to work. You didn't work on yourself, so therefore you can't work with other people. That's the thing, or, or you know, fuck up too bad. Being like, you, you you cut a long prison stretch. That's gonna have effect on you. You can always bounce back, but it's like you know that'll. It's a lot of years you fucked off, and all you can do is look ahead and be positive. But it's like you know, you did fuck up too bad if you caught a long prison sentence, and you did it. Um, you know, you you fucked a sixteen year old when you was eighteen and got in the court system because of it. You know, like. Sure, it was consensual. You say it was consensual, whatever. But ooh, that's that's some rough shit to live with, my man. Like that's that's not easy, right there. You know what I'm saying? And like it's something that, and then just like you fuck up too bad, and like it could, it, it, and it doesn't really matter if the punishment fits the crime. For the sake of what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, you you can just fuck up, and that one fuck up, like man, I was just 18. Man, like, well, I had this thing going on and this thing going on, and I got into getting high and I got in the part, and yeah, and it's like, and you paying, you paying the price because you fucked up bad one time, or you know, is what it, it's not about passing judgment because I don't judge. It's just saying, like, you know, it's unfortunate, and then there's bad luck. Bad luck being, I know some, like, I know some good guys. That had three girlfriends in a row that burned them. You know? Three in a row. Like, the way I'm, like... <laughs> I, I deal with the copy machine. The way I'm able to still stay cool on me. Like, hey, well... well girlfriend number one wasn't so bad. <laughs> especially compared to this bitch. It's like, I can't have that, you know? But I know some guys, like, they just had... And I know some girls where they just have, you know... Three, four boyfriends and just men in their life in a row to just burn them and you know it just takes you can only hold so many l's in life like you you can keep going but you can only hold so many to the point where it's it's kind of like an athlete with injuries like that shit can just kind of slow you down at a certain point you know and then bad luck you know like just amazingly shitty bad luck bad luck being you have a breakup a family death, health problems, all happen within a fourteen month time frame. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. But that's bad luck. Like there are people which just like you know when it rains it pours. Bad luck being you had a rough childhood, rough teenage years, and then rough young adulthood. And like I said, the L's hit differently when they've been in your life longer, and especially if you don't have a support system, if you don't have. Uh, you know, <clears throat> if you don't have like a strong immediate family, if you don't have like an extended family that accepts you like a, an immediate family, like it's this shit can only happen for so long. And then there's amazing luck, right place, right time. You got a career changing opportunity early on. Maybe you was born with amazing genetics. 
You are a six foot four man with a strong jawline, piercing eyes, and a great head of hair. Even if you don't get rich, the pussy you fuck will be. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's fucking incredible, you know? And then there's, you were born during the right times. You were born in the right era. Because you can work hard, be insanely talented, but just not the best fit for your times, like an Alicia Keys or DeMarcus Cousins or Lyle Barnes with his misogyny, racism, and impressions. <laughs> there was an interview not too long ago where Alicia Keys was talking about, you know, she was like, she was like, yeah, you know, I feel like, I feel like, you know, I was just born in the wrong era, you know. I feel like if I was born in like a different era, you know, like my stuff, you know, like it, you know, like it'll hit differently. That's, that's my Alicia Keys impression. If I ain't got, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Um, that's real though. That's real. Because there are, like, I mean, can you imagine what DeMarcus Cousins would have been in the 90s? Like, he can handle the ball. He's seven foot tall. He can, like, shoot a three-pointer. And then he can also, like, back you down on the hole, grab some rebounds. Like, come on. Come on. I'm not saying he would have been fucking, you know, Shaq or Hakeem. But he would have been, he would have been a lot more valued. And probably even had, like, a, a longer stretch of his prime in the 90s. Alicia Keys, like we put Alicia Keys in the. I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna go soul music on you guys. Like, <laughs> so you know what went in my head? I was like, what if we do a versus with Alicia Keys and Nina Simone though? How would that go? And I was like, I'm not gonna play that. But I mean, there's a thing though to where, and I mean, okay, this is maybe more more uh, relevant towards artists and entertainment. But there's a thing when you are born in the right times. Cause sometimes you just don't like the way your soul is, the way you speak, the way you feel, the way you relate. It's just not in conjunction with like what the times are now, especially a lot. I see this shit with a lot of millennials because millennials nigga are all over the place. And not the old millennials that are born in like early eighties. I'm talking to millennials that are born from like 85, 86 to like 92, 93, maybe 94, where it's this thing of, you know, you grew up, you know, we, I'm, I'm not going to do a whole thing. Like, you know, we, we grew up with the internet, but it was still early. We had social media, but Tom was all our friend, but we still went outside. I'm, I'm not going to do all that because it's like, if, if you was around then, you know, but there's this thing where it's like, Okay, like we know what it's like to have something in our pocket, like a Game Boy, but the Game Boy get dead, and you had to talk to people, or you want to preserve your battery. Like we, so we kind of know both sides of life, and some of us relate more to being what one would call old souls. And like, I don't even know if it's about being an old soul. I just think like you just didn't have all these electronics and these distractions. And I think it's like you're like, oh, what's the new thing? What's the new thing? What's the new thing? What's the new thing? And you know, you know, we're just kind of all all uh, all over the place in that regard. And I think some of us would have been better off because some of us were raised by very boomer parents, and some of us had very uh, millennial, you know, change with the times siblings and people around us. So, anyways, what I'm saying is, 
not everybody's for the times. Not everybody's for the times. You know. But it all ends up the same, nigga. That's what I'm saying. My point is, you have your good memories, your deep scars, your personal regrets, your guilt trips. And then, all that shit, this shit you feel, shit that's in your mind, but that is not the present, you have the life you made for yourself. You're sitting in a chair with a drink in your hand, looking at a view. Maybe it's a beach, maybe it's some mountains, maybe it's some desert, maybe it's a sunset. So you're looking at this amazing view. But you're sitting with all of your life. You're sitting with it all. And in the end, it's all about how you stand as a man. This has been the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I've been your host, Lyle Behrens. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hope you have a great Christmas. Tell your relatives to stream and buy couples therapy. Also, make sure you appreciate your fucking relatives. Also, if you do white Santa, ball the fuck out and get the best gift, okay? Don't like, don't half-ass it and be like, yeah, I'm just gonna go get a little fucking, I'm gonna do this little, like really go out. Really go out on, because you know what it is? You need certain flexes in life. And I think like if you are doing a white, what white elephant, that's what it's called, right? If you do a white elephant thing, stun on niggas, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>